I'm Arya Schwartz, and welcome to the Windsider Show, where it's all about the W. I'm very excited for this episode as we continue our series going in-depth on each team in the WNBA. This episode, we welcome to the show Miriam Swanson to chat all things LA Sparks. like our show please consider joining our patreon community patreon.com backslash windsider for less than a cup of coffee a month you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the w and don't forget to see our amazing staff's written content over at windsider.com that's windsider.com and remember downloading the episode makes our stats better and the listening experience better it allows us to continue doing this important work miriam welcome to the show so happy and excited to have you on i've seen you across the zoom sphere for it feels like forever now. I've read your articles for a very long time. Very excited to chat LA Sparks with you. How you doing? Hey, all right. Thank you for having me on. And, and I am excited to, to chat Sparks with you as well. Well, let's get into it. But before we do, can you tell the folks who are listening, hopefully millions of people listening, uh, millions. where millions all across the world. Actually, it's funny because ever since we started um, covering a walk, our Finland numbers have gone up through the roof. So we got to start covering more international players better. I find it hilarious to always like, look, uh, shout out to L.A. as uh, one of the highest hitting states in America who listens to our podcast. But uh, tell everyone where they can read your stuff and, and, and see your WNBA thoughts. Um, you can I, I, if you want to follow me on Twitter, um, I will link to everything there. And that is at Miriam Swanson um, and Miriam is spelled funny. It's M-I-R-J-A-M. Swanson. Um, and otherwise, uh, if you go to the dailynews.com backslash WNBA backslash Sparks, or there's a drop down menu, we have a, a Sparks page where, you know, it's all compiled. So everything you want to know about Nia Coffee right there. I, I love it. And I love that you shouted out a player who it's not just, you know, Christy Tolliver, Neka Gumake, or Shanae. It's Nia Coffee, who, by the way, shout out to Minnesota. Uh, she actually hey. went to one of my high school's rivals, um, and I'm pretty sure she actually went to the same high school as Paige. Uh, Paige Beck. Yes, this is um, true. I think so. So yeah. yeah, and and Nia comes from like a uh, like a Hall of Fame list of family members in Minnesota high school sports, uh, if correct, uh, according to her Wikipedia page and <laughs> what I remember from a long, long time ago uh, when so, her yeah. name used to cover the Star Tribune. Um, well, let's talk about the LA Sparks. A very headline-grabbing, intriguing offseason for them. But we're past that. We're into the preseason. We're less than two days away at the time of recording of the start of the WNBA season. Um, obviously, your ear to the door, uh, ear to the floor, whatever the term, ear to the computer, listening in on as much training camp as you can. So please share with us, enlighten the listeners and the viewers um, kind of what's been going on and what's your takeaways from the LA Sparks training camp? So I, I, I think it's interesting. You mentioned the off season and, and that we're past that. And I think that the Sparks themselves would, would really much, very much like to be past that. I don't, I don't know that the world will be past it until, you know, we know what this Sparks team is. Um, uh, you know, obviously losing Candace and, and Chelsea, you know, is kind of like, it was sort of like the defining moves of the off season. So 
Um, it's going to be really interesting. Um, but they are, you know, they're, they're, you know, Derek Fisher has this identity he's going for with, you know, this versatile, multifaceted, big, um, fast crew and um, that defends and plays fast and, and, and you know, uh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how that looks. Um, uh, so that's what he has in mind. Um, and and I think that's, you know, going to be, it's, it's a lot about sort of, you know, that th- them defining themselves as that. So, so we'll see what that looks like on the court. Um, but they, you know, unprompted Neka Agumake during media day said, you know, this is, I've done this for 10 years and this is my favorite training camp ever. And I was like, well, that's <laughs> okay. You know, and is NECA show now. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll see. I think it's, it's, it's the, you know, NECA Agumake's as she goes, the sparks will go in a lot of ways, but, uh, but it's not just her. So we'll see how this new identity looks like uh, when it's actually being, you know, enacted in a game. Well, speaking of a game, you are one of like the select 20 reporters in the world who have seen any live WNBA action uh, this year. Obviously, it was a preseason game, so there's only so much you can take away from it. Was there any takeaways that you got from that preseason game against Las Vegas? Um, Jasmine Walker was really, really good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Which you could have just looked at the box score and seen that. But she just looked so comfortable. I mean, and just leave, even like, you know, those moments where she's like guarding Asia Wilson looked fine. You know, um, I was really, really impressed with Jasmine Walker. Never mind that she knocked down seven threes and just, you know, just plays with a, a sense of belonging that like rookies don't. Um, so that was pretty cool. Um, speaking of Nia, the Minnesota great. Uh, she, you know, she's fighting hard for a roster spot and, um, you know, she's kind of like all over the place, all over all the time, which I know Fisher loves. So that was cool. Um, NECA played sparingly. It looked like she hadn't played in a minute, um, but, you know, she's great. So she'll be OK. Uh, what are the other takeaways? Um, it was they played <laughs> a lot of it was sort of getting used to the surroundings for me. Um, they played at the L.A. Convention Center, um, which is like a, you know, a big auditorium that they kind of split in half and you know you know like NECA called it sort of bubbly um but at least it was at home um so it kind of felt it was a little different like I've been covering games Clippers games at Staples Center with no fans for most of the season and at least that is sort of familiar confines so this was like a game with no fans really loud PA system and a makeshift court so it was all a little weird um but through it all Jasmine Walker sure looked good well that's amazing to hear because you know being the who she is, but you know, besides who she is as the player and everything like that, like the the storyline behind it of Derek Fisher kind of, you know, putting his chips in saying, this is the player that I'm real hyped on. This is the player that we're going to move up and get, um, you know, as his like maybe, right. you know, first big acquisition as a GM. I think a lot of people might look at me and, and call me crazy when you talk about some of the other free agency moves. But like, I think GMs are it's it's kind of two things, right? at least in my mind, it's who do you bring in in free agency? Um, and then who do you draft? And you have, in my mind, a little bit more control of who you draft, which mm-hmm. might sound crazy, but just because free agency, it's about the city, it's about the team, it's things like that. The draft, mm-hmm. the player doesn't really have a choice. I mean, we're not talking about Eli Manning here getting drafted and saying, hey, I'm not going to play for the LA Sparks mm-hmm. uh, and demanding a trade right away. So obviously, he's put a lot of stock into her. But I'm curious about some other people 
um, in this team? Like, has there been any word? I know, you know, Christy Tolliver and Sinead did not play last year and NECA was hampered by an injury for mm-hmm. portions of last year. Has there been any discussion throughout training camp, uh, throughout the buildup to the season kind of, and I know that, um, Simone Augustus hasn't really seen, seen, a, I believe she hasn't even played in the no. two preseason no. games. Um, but has there been any discussion, any words on that that you can update the fans? Um, neither Christy Tolliver nor Simone has played in a preseason game. Uh, Sinead played in the first one. Um, and I think she like made a three pointer to start the game, which there you go. That was the goal for the season. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's, uh, you know, she like Fisher wants her to shoot and she, you know, she's down to try anything new as we know from Sinead. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she's, uh, she, that's, that's kind of her goal is to become a better shooter this year. In addition to doing, you know, the rebounding and, and everything else that she normally does. Um, um, so yeah, but Christy hasn't played, um, Fisher seems to think like she, she, she's fine without the run. She's done this long enough. Um, and they don't have like, they have their game, their first few games are pretty spaced out. So, um, they have enough time to work, um, on, on what they need with her and kind of get her tuned in. And I think he wanted to look at, you know, I mean, at this point, he's really looking at the people who aren't going to make their, who, you know, who are fighting for a spot and obviously mm-hmm. Tolliver's on the team. So I get that. Um, uh, NECA played in the second game. She didn't play a whole lot, but she got out there and, and you know, <laughs> got her feet wet a little bit. Um, so that's what I can tell you on, on that front. Um, but as far as I know, Christy and Moan are, are healthy and, and good to go. Just, you know, they're vets and, you know, didn't need to play in a preseason game because they're, they're, you know, too old and above it. <laughs> <laughs> Been there, done that. Totally makes sense. I totally. mean, this team seems to be in great spirits and I'm curious your takeaways being on so many of the media calls. Um, I like, obviously look, if, if you talk to the talking media heads, you look at the projections of this team. Um, I've seen, I've heard and seen this brought up a few times in the pressers. Um, not many teams have them going as a top four team or sorry, not many people, uh, talking heads have them going as a top four team. Some, but not many have them going as a top six team. I'm curious for you wh- what the spirits are of this team uh, going into the season with not having the high expectations that is normally put on the LA Sparks by the media. I think from their perspective, um, I mean, I, one of my favorite moments so far of, of <laughs> all these Zooms we've been doing um, is Rashawn Halak, um, who's their new play-by-play guy, asked Nick, uh, like, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, basically he brought up what you just asked. You know, there's a lot of people who don't think you guys are going to you know, be that good this year. You might not make the playoffs. And she's like, who? Who's saying that? I haven't heard that. That's news to me. Really? <laughs> which, which was her way, I think, of saying, like, I don't care. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, and kind of like, you know, she obviously is hearing it because we're asking her about it. But um, but I think she's going to come in with like an, a chip that that's a little new for her, maybe. Um, so that'll be interesting. And. I mean, to hear Brittany Sykes talk, it's as though, um, I mean, they're going to be the number one defense in the league and uh, quote me, scary, <laughs> she said like two <laughs> days ago when it came to defense. Um, and just, you know, she thinks they're so athletic and, and but but this is all like, so they're, they have a lot of self-belief. They think, you know, they're going to, I think they're going, they relish the idea that they could really surprise people. Um, I'm sure like Derek would never say this out loud, but I, he's got a lot to prove. And if it goes well, like, you know, he's got to feel pretty good about it. Um, of course, like this is the preseason and everybody feels good. <laughs> so, yeah, everyone right. yeah, like, is looking at the best case scenario because, of course, that's the fun part of sports. Right. Um, so so we'll see. But um, 
within camp, like they, they just will volunteer and, and say like, I do, this is, you know, like I mentioned earlier, like, like Sykes is like, Oh, you know, I, I asked Sykes about what, what Nika said about it being her favorite camp. And I, before I even finished the question, Brittany was like, Oh, no doubt. Number one, without a doubt, this is the best mm-hmm. camp I've ever been to. So something's going right. Yeah, no. And, and look, winning the mentality, winning the mental aspect of it is, is a huge thing. And it's funny you brought it up. Like, you know, it's training camp. Everyone looks good. Like I had, a, I think I tweeted out a, like a week ago at some point. I was like, if you listen to the teams, you'd think everyone's coming off a championship run <laughs> or like winning the finals or whatever. And that's just not realistic. But you know what? You have to have that mentality um, or, well, I could flip it and say, you know, you could just have that giant chip on your shoulder of like, I've never, we've never proven ourselves. We're going to, but that's not here nor there. Let's talk about the roster. Um, I'm just going to list the 14 players in my mind. Uh, obviously 12 of them are set or 12 of them are going to be on the team. Uh, A few of them are not going to be on the team. And then we'll kind of, I'll, I'll leave the players who are kind of on that bubble to make the roster at the end. And I'm curious your thoughts, your insight um, on these players. Always feel free to jump in and tell me, Hey, you forgot this player or did you mention her? Um, No worries. I'm I've got thick skin. If you want to interrupt (laughs) me, don't worry. Uh, So obviously I believe uh, NECA and Shanae Agumake will be making the team. Christy Tolliver, Amanda Zowie B, Erica Wheeler, Brittany Sykes, in my opinion, the greatest player in WNBA history, Simone Augustus at number mm-hmm. seven, um, Taya Cooper, Jasmine Walker at eight and nine, Maria Vidiva, a player who obviously the Sparks have invested a lot into uh, and hope, especially with the moves that we saw this offseason, hope that she can come towards the end of the season um, and really impact this and, and have a lot more playing minutes and, and start to grow her professional WNBA career. Then we got Sydney Weiss at 11, Nia Coffey, Arella Garantis, and Bria Holmes. So I have like Nia, Arella, and Bree as the, the people who are on that bubble, right? They can only yeah. keep 12, and those are three players adding up to 14. So it means two of them can't make it. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk to me about this roster. What do you expect? What did I get wrong? What did I get right? I'm not sure about those Okuma case. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I think you have it right. Um, it, well, like Arella wasn't able to join the team until um, this weekend, this past weekend. And then even then um, she wasn't hadn't gone through all the physical clearance. So because um, she was held out, I mean, I guess, I, you know, they, they're not going to be super forthcoming with details, but it had to do with the coronavirus health and safety protocols. Um, so she got basically two days of practice to try to make a WBA team, which I don't know, is probably close to impossible. Um, right. uh, so, you know, so you feel, I, you know, sh- she has like already a really good story because she was projected to go so high and then, you know, obviously fell to the sparks in the second round. Um, so it would have been fun to see her compete for a spot um, or at least to he- hear about her competing for a spot so they don't get to watch. Um, but uh, so, yeah. Um, and then, I mean, if it's if it comes down to like a, a Nia Coffee versus a Bria Holmes for like the last spot, um, I mean, Coffee's really. I mean, I, who knows what's been happening at you know practices? Um, but in those games, like Nia had twenty two points in their opener, um, you know, twenty two of their eighty points against the Aces in their opener, which which is pretty good. Um, and then she, you know, she started and was really active and got a lot of minutes and hit what was the like the final game tying shot in the, in a tie game against the Aces <laughs> and, <laughs> in, uh, uh, on Saturday. Was that Saturday? Um, so she, like, she 
kind of show that she belongs in the WNBA. Um, so, it, it, you know, if, if it goes between Bria and, and Nia, like, I, I guess the, the odds are coffee. Um, and then, of course, there's Vadivas, who will come back later. And I guess from what I understand, they can, like, they'll have, they could cut someone later and to add her. Um I think Arya is that right? <laughs> I I, be, I believe that is right because okay. they have the cap space to do that. Yes. Okay. So, um, so but, that but, that's but Richard, good. to be fair, Richard Cohen or some of the CBA smarters uh, might jump down my throat and tell me that I'm completely wrong. If I am, I, I apologize. That's my understanding. Same. But I, this continue. is this has been how it's been explained to me, but um, I could have misunderstood. So. Um, but yeah, so when whenever she's available, like she'll be here. But for now, um, yeah, it looks like Arella and, and Bria are probably on the outside, um, unless something's happened that you know I'm not privy to. Yeah, and you know to echo what you said, it's really hard to make a WNBA team. It's near impossible to do that when you have like two days to show off what you can do. So definitely feel for her, and and I echo what you say about Nia. Like she's a player where, in in my opinion, at least, obviously, like. It's really hard for young players. I always say you can't judge uh, a WNBA player until they're like in that three to five year window. Mm -hmm. But that's also with the assumption that they're getting legitimate minutes. Right. Nia Coffey has not gotten legitimate minutes. And when you don't get that, you you hamper your ability to grow. Obviously, you can grow overseas. You hamper your ability to grow and show the coaches in the W what you can do. She's one of those players that like I've just been waiting for her to fall in the lap of a team that can give her appropriate amount of minutes. And I hope it's LA sparks. Um, Cause realistically like this could be a spot where she could get those minutes and really do some stuff. Let's, let's dive into the nitty gritty of the LA sparks, the strengths, the weaknesses, the ceiling, the floor. If you've been listening to our series uh, listeners, if you've been listening to our series, you know how it goes. We're going to talk about weakness first, then we're going to move on to strength and the ceiling of the floor of this team. Um, I, I'll, I'll leave this to you. If there's any of these that you want me to go first, feel free and say it. If not, I'll always pass the baton uh, to our honored guest. <laughs> so what do you think the weakness of this team is going to be this season? I, I wonder, like, offensive consistency, you know? Mm. Um, they, I mean, they have a lot of good offensive weapons, but I'm, I'm curious to see if like, Fisher has this idea in mind that they're going to push the pace, and, and I would assume, like, you know, that that be like a high, like have a high scoring team because they'll have lots of lots of possessions. Um, but you know, and, and and you know, I I, I you know have faith in Christy Tolliver and Erica Wheeler and, and NECA, of course. But but I wonder like where the you know how it's going to balance out. I wonder who's going to be your consistent person in that you know or people you know. I, I just yeah wonder like how how those points will come on a regular basis, if that makes yeah. sense. No, it totally does. I I I took a more like you went specific, which is funny because typically I go specific and others go <laughs> wide. I went a little wide, and I said lack of star power. And I know a lot of people are going to say, "But what about Neca, Shanae, Christy Tolliver, Simone Augustus?" There's you're not going to find someone who's more hyped on Simone Augustus in the world. Trust me, you're not going to find somebody. You um, are a Minnesota guy. I am. Oh yeah, I I bring this up all way too often, but Simone Augustus is the reason I got into the WNBA. Oh, so I, I don't blame I, you. She is yeah, amazing. She is. I'm with you. She's the best. And I have a really embarrassing story that I will save the listeners. Uh, but if you ever <laughs> want to know it, I have a really embarrassing story. The first time I interviewed her, 
after Link's playoff victory in DC, but not here nor there. Um, For me, it's lack of star power. Now you can also flip that and say they have a lot of players that have a lot to prove, right? They have a lot of these players who, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe weren't on the greatest teams in the past, but put up some nice numbers. Exactly. And and you know what? Even Brittany Sykes, I would throw that out there. She's been on some bad teams. But she's also been on some really good teams, there, and and she really proved herself, I think, last season. Um, and heck, Nia Coffee also, right? As we mm-hmm. talked about before. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think when I look at this team, I go, you know, just stack. When I when I'm thinking weakness, I'm thinking, okay, let's stack them up against some of these other teams, and we'll talk about that in ceiling and floor. But like, I just think the star power, unless these players step up and really reach potential that they have, I'm not saying potentially they can't be great and they can't surprise people. I honestly, I think if there's going to be a team that's going to surprise people in the league, it's going to be them. But that's also just because of a lot of media and talking heads bringing this team down in the perception, if that makes sense. Right. Because like when they're talked down for so long, you even if you think you're hyped on a team, you're still going to like lower your hypeness, um, at least in my opinion. So, yeah, I think it's the lack of star power. But you know what? They have Neka Gumake and MVP. So. Shut up, Aria. They have Christy Oliver, a multi, a multi-winning champion. So shut up, Aria. Um, they definitely have some stars, but when I look at a lot of the other, in my opinion, power ranked higher teams, they just lack that star power. So I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's yeah. a fair thing. Um, <laughs> let's talk about uh, strength of this team. I'll let you go first again, um, and hopefully, I'm, I'm not just going to echo what you said. But what do you think the strength of this team is going to be? Well, I, I actually think, going off what you said, I think their strength is that they have, you know, I mean, every team says no one believes in us, right? And that's your, your rallying Kai. And I had an editor back early in my career who's like, you can never use that quote, like, because it's so cliche. <laughs> like, just if yeah. someone says it, you're not using it because, like, every team says it and it's, you know, annoying. Um, but I, I, <laughs> I think that this team can can use that. I think they've been absolutely discounted. I think, um, you know, the idea that without Candace Parker, that the Sparks are going to suck. Um, you know, is going to be some fuel for, for NECA and for, and, and, and squad. Um, so I think if anything, uh, you take a group that by all, you know, all indications early on is really, really enjoying each other and you give them some extra juicy motivation. Um, and I think that will, as much as anything, um, including their quote unquote, scary defense, um, Brittany Sykes, um, really, really drive them. And um, in, in WMA is such a hard season. I mean, this year will be weird, um, but just like, you know, it's so compact, it's so fast um, and it's grueling and they travel, you know, <laughs> have uncomfortable travel and everything that everybody has to deal with in the W. Um, I think that sort of motivation will, will help get them through. Yeah. And, and I should say, you know, if the Olympics happen, assuming as the, the <laughs> schedule is now, this team might actually benefit where a lot of other teams might have other players doing national team commitments and other things like that, where this team might not have as many of those players mm-hmm. doing that. So they actually get a nice little break, a nice Absolutely. little bye month, if you want to call it that, um, mm-hmm. and rest up and make a push for for that end half of the season. Um, I, I took it a little bit differently. I went in a different route. I thought speed. I mean, this team, while yes, you have some elderlies, some veterans on the team who might not be, and L, I shouldn't have said elderly. I'm going to tell Simone about this. You said, oh God, no. Uh, <laughs> um, 
but you know what I mean? Like you have a lot of players who are in, in the second half of their career, as they say, yes. um, they're, they're not, they don't have the knees they used to, they don't have the, the running capabilities that they used to, but then you look at some other players. I mean, Brittany Sykes is mm. one of the most athletic players in the league. So Eric Wheeler, yeah. so much fun. Honestly, I'm just sad that we're not going to see much more of um, Raquana Williams and Brittany Sykes on the same team, but I am excited to see them go at each other because mm. in my mind, those are the two most athletic players mm-hmm. in the league. Erica Wheeler is just a speed demon. Yeah. Um, you know, a, a lot of these other players, I'm excited to see Jasmine Walker uh, finally get some run. Taya Cooper's a speedster also. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think speed, this team is going to be fast. And if you're lacking in star power, if you're lacking consistency offensively, but you play good defense and run your, your tush off, run hard, I think you can make up for some of those inconsistencies and some of those lacks uh, just by effort and speed. I mean, I think this team really can make up for that. And that, uh, do you agree? Do you disagree? No, absolutely. I, I, I think that will be key. And that's, that's, I think you've spelled out like what their goal is, you know? Um, yeah, they want to play together and they want to play fast and, you know, hopefully that will, you know, and, and that will be a, a change from what, you know, kind of relying on the star power where like, okay, we have, we have Candace, let's let Candace go to work and, and she'll save the day or Chelsea. Um, now they have to do it, you know, as, as a team. And, and they, they obviously the, the players that Fisher's brought in, he wants to go and push and do it fast. Yeah. And, and I would say like a critique that I had for a while, um, about the past LA Sparks teams was that they were too star power reliant. Mm-hmm. So like to, I love devils advocating against myself. Um, <laughs> it's arguing myself is like the greatest thing ever. Uh, it's like playing self. You're never wrong, but you're always wrong. Okay. Exactly. And and you're always right. And you're never right. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it, when I looked at this team for years, I mean, I remember sitting in DC, I keep shouting out DC cause I live here, uh, but I remember sitting in DC after the mystics beat, LA Sparks and the press conference was Candace and NECA and throughout many of the questions a response that kept coming up was like for us to grow and hit that next stride and continue the Sparks greatness it's on the shoulders of Chelsea Gray and mm-hmm. at the time I viewed that in the sense of like this is amazing I agree she needs to grow and hit that next step mm-hmm. now when I look back at it I go well that's in my opinion obviously that's just wrong which you're putting way too much on her. When you have a star studded team, you should be evenly taking the load. Obviously one person's going to take it a little bit more, Mm -hmm. but you should be trying to even it out as opposed to putting it on a player and saying, Hey, you need to get to that next level, that MVP caliber level. Otherwise Mm -hmm. we're not going to make it. Mm -hmm. Um, And now looking back and now looking at this team now, I can't help but think how more successful this team would have been if their mindset was shifted a little bit more of evenness throughout these three superstars, these three MVP caliber players. Um, So that's my take on that. But let's talk ceiling and floor of this team. I'm going to go first because sometimes I go a little bit further, a little bit more of a quote-unquote hot take, which I think leaves you the ability to either rail me back in uh, to reality, back to the the world, Um, or you can say, Arya, you're crazy because you didn't go far enough. Um, Mm, So I'll I'll leave that up to you. Ceiling and floor – my ceiling is, and, and don't hate me for this, the six seed, um, maybe a five seed. I'm really, I, like, I think there's many elements of this team that I really like, but at the end of the day, I'm not viewing this in a vacuum of how good this team is. I'm viewing it in a perspective of 
looking as far as like seeding at some of these other teams. And I just think there's a lot of really, really good teams that for me to sit here and say, Hey, this team's going to be a top five team in the W come playoffs is going to be very tough because I would have to name, you know, teams that would go, who would go below them. Right. Like we always say like, Oh, this team's going to make the playoffs. Okay. Well, who's not going to make the playoffs then? Mm -hmm. Um, on the other end, not making the playoffs, I feel like, would be the floor for this team. So they're in a very like small, squished together window, at least in my mind, of like the six to the eight, right? It's it's kind of ridiculous. I'll hate on myself. It's obvious. Um, <laughs> but like at the end of the day, I think maybe um I would be I I would I be shocked if this team doesn't make the playoffs? Yes, but I think maybe more of my shock would come from the historicalness of who the LA Sparks are versus saying, look, this roster is is going to be co- need to be coached well and played yes. well to make the playoffs. Because yes. you look at some of these other teams, the Atlanta Dream are just, you know, building up firepower. So are, so are the Dallas Wings. Um, and that's not even shade to the Liberty um, or the Fever. But I just think it's it's a tough situation for this team. But would I be shocked just looking at this roster and, and, and the other rosters around the league and you tell me that the LA Sparks didn't make the playoffs? I wouldn't be like blown out of my mind shocked. I'd be shocked in the sense of they've done it forever. Mm-hmm. What do you yeah. think? Well, I feel like I totally, I think that's a very realistic way of looking at it. Um, but if I'm going to go ceiling and floor and like, I, I don't know that, the, I mean, there's, such a ceiling and floor situation with the sparks right like oh yeah they're so different <laughs> their expectations are so bizarre compared to normal um that or not normal but to, to you know past years um that you know like yeah it's it's um i don't know they're, i think if everything goes right if if fisher's you know pace pushing offense works if their defense which has been like you know top three the you know defensive rating the last two seasons with Latricia Trammell Latricia Trammell as their, their kind of defensive coordinator um, is you know as scary as, as Brittany Sykes thinks it will be um, you know say Jasmine Walker is like turns out to be a star you know as a rookie and 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 Shanae can, you know turns out to be a sniper from three <laughs> or whatever like if if everything goes right. Uh, ceiling I'll put them in the semis I'll say they can make it to the semifinals of the playoffs um of course the floor what if none of that works what if like you said like this kind of team has to be really well coached it has to be you know also has to be healthy also has to um you know kind of really develop this what they're doing quickly and they have so many new pieces and it did whatever doesn't come together for the first few weeks and they've got a tough schedule to start with like basically they just play the aces of Chicago a bunch to start um (laughs) So, you know, uh, if it doesn't gel quickly enough, then then not only do they not make the playoffs, but maybe they're in the bottom four. So, like, um, yeah, it's uh, – <laughs> I think the ceiling and floor is, like, pretty high and, and pretty low. Uh, hey, I don't disagree with you on that, and I appreciate the detail of it. Our final area of discussion has to be a key player, and I always define key player as that player – who uh, I, I don't know why I just got a car. So I think of it in like a gas, uh, a gas pedometer, whatever thing of like what moves the needle closest to the ceiling or what player moves the needle closest to the ceiling versus closest to the floor. I will uh, give the floor pun intended to you <laughs> to, uh-huh. uh, to share who you think that key player is going to be. 
And that way, if you pick my player, I can quickly adjust while you uh, <laughs> explain your reasoning. Well, clearly it's someone Augustus. No, I'm yeah, no, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny well, how many people will like, Arya, how can you be so low on the sparks and you think Simone's the greatest? And I'm like, because I'm also realistic and like hard. So, all right, sorry. Yeah, hard, hard for Minnesota. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I, I think, well, you're, you're in DC. I think Christy Tolliver is their, their key player. Um, I think, you know, the whole, like yeah, you, you forget so-and-so was a bucket. Um, I think people have forgotten that Christy Tolliver is a bucket. You know, I think that they, she hasn't played in a year. Um, the last we saw her, even though she was sort of dinged up, she was pretty huge in winning a championship. Um, yeah. So, and, and she's got a year off and she's so smart and such a good basketball player. And I think she fits well with this team and feels comfortable here and so respected by, by everyone in this organization. Um, but is also just a gamer. Like, how many big shots has Chrissy Tolliver hit? Um, and she's, you know, two, tw- you know, championship pedigree twice over. You know, so um, I think uh, she will be sort of like the the key, you know, the key person who's not like NECA. Actually, that makes me think of a question that I don't know if it's been asked. Uh, I haven't seen it asked. I haven't seen it reported. So I'm curious, being as that you've been on all these media calls with Christy. Has there been any question of like her thoughts? Obviously, she's only going to share so much, um, but her thoughts on when she signed to this team and how different the roster makeup is in comparison to what mm-hmm. she agreed to play for. Has has there been any discussion of that? Because I know that was kind of like a Twitter talking point at one yeah. point, uh, yeah. and it kind of died out. Um, I mean, for sure. She, she was like, y'all come play with Candace and Jelsea. Yeah, right. And <laughs> and then, it's like, oh, where's Candace and Jelsea? <laughs> oh, wait. Well, well, what's up, Erica and Amanda? Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I think actually Tukni and Gwen from the LA Times, that was like her, her first question to Christy and her first availability this preseason. Um, and, and I think, I don't know, I'm trying to remember exactly what she said, but basically her thought was, no, this is good. I like this. Um, I, I, you know, I think she's spoke really highly of Erica Wheeler um, and and of Derek Fisher and of what they're trying to do. And like everyone else who's talked to us, you know, albeit being the preseason, is really high on what they're doing. So um, yeah, she seemed not crestfallen by the fact that she's playing with such a different team than she signed on to play with. Awesome, and thank you for sharing. My key player. My backup was Christy Tolliver, in case you took my key player, uh, <laughs> but you did not. My key player is Neka Agumake. I mean, call it a simplistic, easy cop-out answer, but you know, when you look back over the past few seasons of when Neka was able to play and when she was hampered by injury and not able to play, the difference between this team, and I know the makeup of this roster is extremely different, but Neka has kind of been that shining light, that leader, you know, on the court, off the court, whatever it is. Hey, she's the leader of, of the WNBA players, right? Yes, um, yes. But which gets brought up a good amount. Um, but I want to focus on her gameplay. I mean, like she's an MVP. Mm-hmm. She is a player who, if you look back at her MVP season, you have to rub your eyes, refresh the page a few times to make <laughs> sure the stats are right. Mm-hmm. It's that so insane. Efficient. Yeah, that year. Yeah, yeah. So efficient. Yeah. And, and just like, there's just so many aspects of her that I think she arguably could be the most underrated WNBA MVP of all time. Hmm. Like I'm trying to look back at somebody who, and I I can't think of anybody off the top of my head that has won the MVP that has been more underrated than NECA. So like, like I said, love playing devil's advocate for myself, but I also think this key player thing kind of 
it, it speaks to what I think the weakness is, the lack of the star power. And it also speaks to the strength. NECA, okay, she's not a sprinter, but mm-hmm. she ain't slow. Mm-mm. She's not, you know, she's not that typical big who struggles to get up and down the court. She is an elite athlete, mm-hmm. uh, like so many players on this team. So for me, it's, it's NECA. I mean, she's going to move that needle back, forth, and sideways depending mm-hmm. on her play. So I'm very excited for that. Uh, I am very appreciative of your time, Miriam. I know you're busy. I know you're covering like 15 different sports and 15 different teams and, and everything all over the world. And you got a family. So I tip my cap to you. I thank you for your time. And I want you to remind everyone what your Twitter handle is so they can make sure to be up and uh, studied on everything you do. <laughs> uh, it is at Miriam Swanson. So uh, at M-I-R-J-A-M. So at Mirjam Swanson. Um, and uh, come say hi there. And if you ever come out with a jam line, I would buy it. Just uh, <laughs> that's a new one. <laughs> I'll, put that, I'll put that on the list. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. I'm, I'm glad it's not like what everyone says to you. <laughs> well, let me remind everyone, Winsider is your one-stop shop for all WNBA news and conversation. But we can't do it without your help. Become a subscriber at patreon.com backslash Winsider for just a few dollars a month. You can help grow the game.